Ah, welcome to Movie Magic. We would be honored if you would join us. Five, six, eight. Five, one thousand. Four, one thousand. Three, one thousand. I am the father. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Are you one of those single tier people? All the dogs in King's Landing howl through the night. They cry out for their true queen. Name's Bond, James Bond. One of them leads to the castle at the center of the labyrinth, and the other one leads to certain death. <gasps> Go ahead, make my day. He sounds like quite a man. A passenger has died on the train. Who gave the order to kill me? Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM, 89.3. Commence primary ignition. This Halloween on Movie Magic, I am handpicking some Halloween movies for you to watch. So let's start with a hundred-year-old movie. What? A hundred years old? Yes, and if you ask me, a movie that is a hundred years old is not that old when we compare it with other movies that came before it. Or if we were to compare the medium of film to, uh, let's say, music, which came before the movies, or visual art, which can go back to thousands and thousands of years as seen in caves and date back to the Stone Age. So, a hundred-year-old movie is not that old compared to the other mediums. Yes, the movie is in black and white, and if you guess Nosferatu, then you're absolutely right. The film was released in 1922. It's a German film, and the vampire has his fangs right in the center of his mouth, and not at the side like, you know, most of the other vampire films. So just imagine the vampire saying out his name. In a German accent. There'll be saliva flying all over the place. Hold on a second while I clean my microphone. Okay, that's better. No, it's a good thing that no one else speaks into my microphone. Nosferastu is a German expressionism film. So what does it mean? What's the history of this? It started developing before and immediately after World War I, approximately from 1910 to the 1930s. This movement was initially confined to Germany. Because, you see, during that time, the country was isolated. Well, something like what's happening to Russia right now, right? The war and stuff. In 1916, the German government banned foreign films, creating a sharp increase in the demand for domestic film production. From 24 films in 1914 to 130 films in 1918. Inflation was also on the rise, and Germans were attending films more often because they knew their money's value was constantly diminishing. Because there were so many films made, you know, considering how long it took to make a movie during that time and the technology back then, people from all over the world started appreciating German cinema, and it began to grow following the end of World War I. German silent cinema was far ahead of Hollywood during the same period, although the Americans would beg to differ. The German films were refreshing, their style was unique, and they did not have a cookie-cutter style. Every film was different. Their cinematography was even better than the Americans. It was so good that even British director Alfred Hitchcock was sent to work as an assistant director and art director to 
Babelsberg Studios in Potsdam, a place just outside of Berlin. Alfred Hitchcock later said he acquired a strong German influence by working at the studio, which makes a good segue to watch some Alfred Hitchcock movies this Halloween. And I'll tell you which are my favorites and why. Next on Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. Ah, Hitchcock Films. For Halloween, you won't go wrong with Psycho. Now, I prefer the original 1960 version over the remake in 1998. Somehow, Psycho should be watched in black and white. However, I do like the 1998 color movie poster. It just had the lady's hand behind a translucent shower curtain that is covered in blood. Very nice. Besides Psycho, which is a horror slash, you know, all pun intended, murder movie, the other murder movies I like from Hitchcock are Rope and Rare Window. Yes, I know, they're not horror movies, but murder movies. Uh, I don't want to go into detail, but Rope is a movie where you won't want the murderers to be exposed, but... It'll keep you at the edge of your seat as they come close to being exposed. That is so well done. Rear Window is about a man in a wheelchair who likes to people watch from his apartment on the apartment opposite his. I know it's kind of creepy. And he has nicknames for the people he does not know. Now, he's not the bad guy. He's a good guy. So one night he hears something and he... You know what? I think I'll have to stop talking about it before I accidentally give away the whole plot. Now, both these movies were made before Psycho, Rope in 1948, and Rear Window in 1954. Then there's The Birds that came after Psycho in 1963. This is a horror film. Birds suddenly become bonkers, and they start attacking people. If this movie is to be remade now, I think the appropriate name should be Angry Birds. Oh, wait, there's already an animated movie by that name. Never mind. So, those are my favorite Hitchcock movies to watch this Halloween. Now, from the sky, let's dive down to the sea. You know why I'm going with this. Steven Spielberg's Jaws is the best shark movie ever made. I know the shark looks a little rubbery, but still, it has enough mystery and blood, and it has a great story that focuses on family matters. And that matters most. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. Now let's switch gears a little and talk about Dracula movies. Now, in the beginning of the show, I spoke about the 100 year old movie Nosferatu. It's not Dracula, but it is an unofficial adaptation of Bram Stoker's 1898 novel, Dracula. And from that book came many Dracula movies. It was all based on this character. You can watch all of them if you want, but if I were to recommend a few, it would be the 1938 Dracula starring Bela Lugorsky, the 1958 Dracula starring Christopher Lee, and then Bram Stoker's Dracula, which was released in 1992. Gary Oldman played Dracula, and it was a stellar performance. In my opinion... Francis Ford Coppola got the story as close as it can get to the book. The only part that is not in the book is Dracula developing a romantic relationship with Mina. But Dracula crawling on the walls of the castle is exactly what I pictured when I read the book. And of course, Dracula 
is a vampire. And there are a dime a dozen vampire movies. At the top of my head, Interview with a Vampire comes to mind. Well, the rest are kind of okay, but it could be better, I guess. Uh, Especially the Twilight series. I'm trying to erase that from my memory. And I watched it because my wife wanted to watch them. But if I didn't watch it, I wouldn't have enjoyed What We Do in the Shadows. This movie makes fun of all the vampire movies, especially Twilight. It also makes fun of werewolf movies. If you've been following movie magic from day one, well, you probably know which is my favorite werewolf movie. If you don't, not to worry. I'll tell you in just a bit. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. From vampires to werewolves, until today, there's not a werewolf movie, in my opinion, that can beat John Landis's An American Werewolf in London. It has humor, horror, blood, gore, and a little bit of nudity and sex. And it's and it's not too much, it's just the right amount. And the makeup and special effects were way ahead of its time. And most of all, it had a good story. The movie impressed Michael Jackson so much that he hired John Landis to direct his thriller music video. I just love An American Werewolf in London so much that I bought the DVD and the radio play. The radio play is as good as the movie. I lent it to my friend Raphael back in the 90s, and he, at that time, was the head of MassCom at Neon Poly. And he used it as a benchmark for the students to listen to and come up with their own radio play. Tough act to follow, as the play of An American Werewolf in London was a BBC production. And they are very good. If you get the chance to listen to this radio play, it'll be like watching a movie in your head. You don't need a screen. It's fully dramatized with sound effects and score. And to get the best out of this radio play, keep your eyes closed and let your imagination take over. Up next, Halloween movies to watch with the whole family and little children too. Money FM 89.3 Movie Magic with Colin Gomez. I'm going to touch on some Halloween movies for the kids first and then we'll move on for the older children in your home and for the whole family as well. So Toy Story has a short movie made just for Halloween and it's titled Toy Story of Terror. Of course, you're not going to plunk your kid in front of the TV and leave them alone. There might be some scenes that may scare them. So, you know, be with them. Hocus Pocus is another movie that you can watch with young kids as well. Um, The musical Coco, well, there are no scary scenes, but it is about the afterlife, the Mexican belief of the afterlife. From that movie is the beautiful song, Remember Me. Monsters, Inc. is a fun movie to watch with the kids, too. And there's Pooh's Huffalump Halloween movie. And oh, the live 2022 version of Pinocchio starring Tom Hanks is on Disney Plus, too. Now, why did I put this movie on the Halloween list? Well, there are some scenes in this movie, as well as the animated one, uh, that are scary. Like Pinocchio being taken away and put in a cage. That is scary. And then there's Nightmare Before Christmas, which is a Halloween and a Christmas movie rolled in one. And for the adults and young adults, The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Now, that is a must for me during Halloween. 
On the other streaming services, uh, there's the Scooby-Doo movies. Monster House. I kind of like this animated movie, but I think it might be too scary for younger kids. And then there's the Harry Potter franchise that can be watched during Halloween. Jim Henson's Labyrinth, starring David Bowie and a very young Jennifer Connelly. Now, I know these are not really Halloween movies, but nonetheless, they are nice to watch during Halloween. Money FM 89.3 Movie Magic with Colin Gomez. Now, the movies I've talked about today on the show are Halloween movies that are not too scary on the scare factors spectrum. Now, if you go on Netflix and Amazon Prime, you'd be able to find some really scary movies, which I am not really into. And in the theaters, there are at least three Halloween movies that are scary and have quite a bit of jump shocks. Halloween Ends is part of the Halloween franchise, and if you've been following it, then this is a must. Smile is quite creepy, and just by watching the trailer, well, I don't want to watch this movie. It seems very negative. Then there's Pray for the Devil, which is about exorcism. I will never, ever watch because of the 1973 movie, The Exorcist. And I think I was only 10 or 11 back then. And I don't know what my mother was thinking when she took me for the movie. It was traumatic till today. And I don't want to put myself through it again. I'd rather watch a comedy like Young Frankenstein. Ah, That's a great movie to watch during Halloween. Or um, another movie that... I could watch is Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. It's a fun movie to watch with some sprinkling of scary scenes in them. I'm Colin Gomez on Movie Magic Money FM. And don't get too freaked out this Halloween. But have lots of chocolates and imagination.